Welcome to Working Mom Out. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Working Mom Hour. I'm Erica. And I'm Madeline. We're working moms, business partners, and friends with kids at different ages and stages. We know moms tend to get more done in an hour than the average human, yet are often misunderstood and underappreciated in the workplace. We are here to shine a light on the working mom experience to help ourselves and others step into and advocate for the superpower. We are not experts. We're two women who have been there and are still there, kids, clients, and all. Join us as we cultivate more joy in working motherhood at the corner of calm and chaos. Hello, anybody out there? (laughs) (laughs) Working Mom Hour, episode one, our Working Mom stories. I'm Erica. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) And I'm Madeline. (laughs) I feel like we've arrived. We have. It's taken a while to get here. Um, Mads, thanks for pushing me completely out of my comfort zone um, to doing this. I think the more we were talking about this concept um, and bring it to life, the more excited and terrified I was all at the same time. Um, You know, we tested out, sort of beta tested on Clubhouse, um, and we have had such a wonderful group of regulars and supporters who I think love us dearly, but also keep coming back because the content is good. The content is necessary. So here we are. Here we are. I'm feeling really proud and I feel like we're we're ready. Of course, there are nerves and I've been so appreciative that as I've pushed, you've said yes. And so I've been pushing, we've both been pushing ourselves out of, out of our comfort zone. So yeah. it's a mix of, I feel prepared for this. And at some point it's time to leap. Yep. 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 Exactly. And I think our journeys to getting here have been very different in many ways, yet our experiences feel so similar, um, especially as working mothers. Um, Just a little background, Mads and I met years ago, just we're both in PR in Baltimore. We had a mutual acquaintance introduce us. Um, You were pregnant with your second mm-hmm. at the time. And we sat down and had coffee. And I remember thinking while we were chatting, we, this is not going to be our last time that we're going to be sitting down over coffee and, and exchanging notes. And then we had an opportunity because of COVID to work together. Um, and I think as we started to compare notes, you know, our challenges, our joys, our hopes, our goals, there was a lot of alignment, I think. Um yeah. I remember we began to work together and there was more work than I could feasibly get done while taking care of these littles because at the time I was furloughed from my brewery marketing job. And I said, I just, I want to do this. I can do this. I just don't think I can give this much time. And you said, I don't expect you to work eight hours a day. I just want a few mom hours. And that was the start to our relationship. And we really never stopped working together. And that was a year and a half ago, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Um, Totally crazy. And 
then we did start to work together and sort of how I can pinpoint um, the moment that working mom hour was conceived, but we didn't really know it at the time. Um, And I am a fairly private person, which you've probably gotten to know. Um, One of the reasons why I'm in PR, like we can hide behind other experts and push them forward. And we get a lot of joy doing that. Um, But for me, it's super uncomfortable to be on this side of the mic, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, And you were able to secure us another podcast. It was like an industry podcast opportunity. um, And I fought you on it. I was really hoping it would just like go away and you would just go away with it. Um, But you really pressed on and convinced us to do it. And you were successful, thankfully. Um, And after that, you had mentioned that mom hour concept. And it was really well received. We had other working moms like, yes, come on, mom hour. That is exactly what we operate in. We, we operate in mom hours. And you're like, we should do a podcast called <laughs> working, called, we were going to call it mom hour, but that exists. And it's really great. You should also tune in to they mom are hour. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are lovely. Um, and so we decided as working moms to call it working mom hour. And we keep mentioning working mom hour, but if for those of you who aren't familiar, it's this idea that working moms tend to get more done in one hour than the average human out of necessity because you're sort of thrust into parenthood and um, you know keeping a job and and trying to trying to get it all done while maintaining your sanity and your relationships and really trying to live life. So. Yeah. And as we work through, you know, the goal of working mom hour, I think it's to create this like welcoming community that provides resources for moms and working moms um, at every stage, at every stage from like preconception. We've got a lot of folks who have joined us on Clubhouse who are thinking about having kids and sort of doing their homework in advance. Um to, you know, pushing your kiddos out of the nest, which, you know, we've talked about, um, I'm not very far from doing really in reality. Um, And a lot of the content and channels out there now are really wonderful. Um, And I've definitely noticed this trend where the content integrates humor, but there's also a lot of it, and you pointed this out, that has just such a negative tone to it. Um, So, we're excited. I'm excited that we're creating this space for us to laugh, um, to recognize and embrace how hard it is, but also to work more towards that joy and less negativity. Yes. And ever since I've known you, Erica, you've said we create what we need to heal. And I very much feel like that is this for me. Um, very much. I mean, just yesterday, my partner, his name is Chris, and he asked me a powerful question. He said, since you've started working mom hour, do you feel like you've been more in more of a an emotional headspace? And I, I paused and um, he was saying it in the context of, you know, what you focus on sort of overtakes. And before I responded, I, I just saw this like defensiveness enter my body and exit my body. <laughs> and I said yes. And and it's because as we bring up each of these subjects, whether it's re-entering the workforce, you know, as a new mama and trying to figure out your pumping schedule or um, you know, partner support or whatever we're gonna be talking about, it's bringing my 
personal experiences up into light, I think for both of us, and I'm processing and healing from that each and every time. So I'm healing. And that means sitting in my feelings and feeling my feelings and telling myself what I needed to hear back then and, you know, coming back stronger. So I'm happy. I'm so happy to have this opportunity to do it alongside you, Erica, and that a byproduct of this work can be to support other women doing the same and really just getting to that place of joy in motherhood. Yep. A hundred percent. Well, I know we talked about sort of how we met, but maybe we jump into our stories a little bit and how we got to where we are today. Does yeah. that make sense? All right. Yes. So when I became a mother, um, you know this, I was working for a large global PR agency. Um, and I started there young, pre-marriage, pre-kids, And I was able to work the hours that I felt were required to climb that sort of corporate agency ladder, you know, a lot of weekends, nights, um, but I loved it. I loved the experience um, and really loved the glamour of working with some of the most famous brands that were out there. Um, And then I had kids and I realized that there weren't really any other young moms specifically at the agency that I was that I was with at the time. Um, and I, I sort of realized very quickly why, um, and I found myself negotiating my time in a way that my bosses who were all men didn't understand and couldn't understand. And, you know, really exploring that now and having told this story a couple times since we've started working mom hour, I just, I also realized that I didn't understand it. So it's not, it wasn't really fair for me to look at my bosses and be angry and resentful of them when I couldn't communicate and I didn't know how to communicate sort of that challenge that I was facing at the time. And in hindsight, I bet if I would have raised my hand and said, Hey, this is what I'm experiencing. It probably would have gone a little differently, but I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. So, you know, I'm watching myself negotiate with, you know, having just a little bit of time in the morning with Ellie, my firstborn, and a little bit of time, like an hour or so in the evening before she had to had to go down. And if I was going to be away from my family, it needed to be worth it. That time away from her compared to the type of work I was doing at the time and that pressure to build clients just didn't add up anymore. Just super high stress with a lot of anxiety and, and minimal reward. So then I got pregnant with James, my son, uh, and needed to go on partial bed rest because of health concerns for me several months before his due date. And then to complicate things further, at the time, my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So my time was forced into this like ultimatum where I felt like I had to pick my career or my family. And I picked my family and quit my job. Um and we've talked about this before too this this struggle of being a stay-at-home mom and i grieved i grieved my career i grieved what i felt like i worked so hard for um i began to resent joe my partner for being able to work and not really changing his life at all and my life completely was turned upside down it felt like um, and I really re- resented him for being able to just exercise that part of his brain daily. 
and I don't think I'm alone in this feeling where I just, I felt like I was on an island that just was one long day that ran into one long night, like over and over again. And again, in hindsight, a little um, postpartum was involved that also went undiagnosed and didn't realize um, I was going through. But a few months into being um, a stay-at-home mom, Joe suggested that I explore going back to work. And I couldn't be at the mercy of a traditional job anymore. I I knew that to be true. Um, I wanted the flexibility. I wanted to be able to prioritize my my family. I fucking wanted to have my cake and eat it too. And at the time, I didn't think that there was an agency rule out there that allowed for that. Um, So I was encouraged to create it. uh, And it started with like very small steps. And it continues a decade later with very small steps um, to get here today with you. And we're podcasting, <laughs> uh, which is crazy. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think earlier today you said it's the craziest thing you've ever done. It is the craziest <laughs> thing I have ever done. I am. I am so private. But I also know I'm just being pulled to be this vessel with you to support other women in their working motherhood um, journeys from, you know, start to, to finish. This is, this is, I think what we're supposed to be doing. So that is my story. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) It is such a powerful story. Um, I love when you tell it, I have heard it a bunch of times and it never gets old because it's just so damn relatable, like little elements. I mean, it's so similar. I, I guess the, um, primary, difference with mine is that I think you mentioned you work with you worked with mostly men I I worked at a midsize um, ad agency on the PR team and it was primarily women and there were working moms who um, you know were quote unquote models for me but not really because it wasn't what I what I observed is is not what I wanted I mean there was a woman who went into labor in the office um, you know, you were pumping in the bathroom. I remember sitting in a in my cubicle one night at maybe it was 7 p.m. and hearing next to me um, a mom talking to her kid on the phone saying like, okay, baby, I promise, baby, I'm leaving here soon. I'll be back before bedtime. And at the time, I, I wasn't married. I think I was dating Chris, but I knew I wanted kids and I just really didn't think I could keep up the level of work that I was doing at the time and balance family or have a family and and have a happy existence. And so I was there for five years and learned everything I I know now about the PR world, but I had to leave. I had to leave because I knew that I wanted family and I wasn't, and I wanted to work and I wasn't going to be able to do both there. At least I thought, I thought I couldn't um, at the pace I was going. And, you know, for the next couple of jobs, I truly had this mindset that, you know, I, at the time I I had, I started to have kids and I had this mindset that I was going to go back to work and as if nothing had changed, you know, I I really believed that. And I created that, you know, I was operating in the same way. And meanwhile, pieces of my life are falling apart in the background. And it took a while for me to crumble, but eventually I, I crumbled and I, I think the crumbling was such a gift because it was also the moment I realized that I had made it to the top and now I have this 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 I'll say power because it was sort of like you know I can make some decisions to create what I want and need here 
And I remember demoting myself. I remember ha- making it to to the leadership team and managing all these people. And uh, meanwhile, having little ones at home. And I think it was like a, an 11 o'clock at night Skype call that we had, like a meeting. That was the breaking point where I was like, this is not, this at is, not, you know, at night. Oh, It was like extra meetings being on the leadership team. It was like three, four hours of extra meetings while managing all your clients and managing all these people. And I just could not, (laughs) I remember saying to Chris, I cannot manage the emotions of another 20 something. I need to, I need to save my energy, my emotional energy for my family. And I asked to be demoted. I went back to working on client work, which is what I loved and leaving at the end of the day and being with my family. And it took that sort of like getting to that point to realize that we can make decisions that make life a bit more joyful in working motherhood. Mm-hmm. And it's possible to 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 do both and it'll be an ebb and a flow, but but it is possible. Yeah, very possible. Um, and I just, I also think just in rehashing both of our stories, being able to give ourselves grace for managing in the way that we did, it was not easy. It's not easy to be young. And I couldn't imagine being in a room full of working mothers, actually, and watching them be able to manage it all and not feeling confident in my own abilities to be able to have it all to to ask to have some work removed from your plate, which, you know, I know it, it's a demotion, but I would say probably one of the most powerful things you can do is advocate for your for yourself and um, your mental health. Yeah. And now, you know, we're in we're in such a unique position and I recognize our story and where we are now and, and how we operate now. Um, it's not the norm. It's the exception, not the rule, though. My hope is by sharing sort of our culture and that family is first always and that we can say things like, you know, yesterday, my kiddos started their first day of school and I had the blues. It, is, it was the end of a very odd but powerful chapter where we all got to spend all of this time together and it it ended yesterday and they're back to school full time, five days a week. And you know, Joe and I came back to a very quiet house and it was sad. We both had the blues for a minute. And I was able to tell you that I was able to say, Hey, I'm a little off today. My kids went back and that typically would be an extremely, and it was, they had an amazing day and the smiles on their faces made, made it all worth it um, at the end of the day. But, you know, I needed a minute or two yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did too. You're like, I had an emotional morning with a sick kiddo. And it just was very, our 20 something, late 20 something year old selves with young kids just didn't have that knowledge or Mm -hmm. power that we have now. I think that's part of our vision with this, you know, to, I mean, we have, we have big visions and I think we're building our vision as we're getting it on paper, but I think we're building a a powerful community around this powerful role of being a working woman, a working mom. And we want to support and uplift working moms and advocate for that role. And being real with each other, I think creates, you know, all three of us, we have, we have another partner, Marla, and just, she doesn't have kids yet, but all of us really being real and transparent with how our, how our day is going and what we need has created this 
this culture of psychological safety and um, it allows us to be our best selves with our clients as well because we try to cultivate that too. So we understand that's not always a reality and a lot of people are working in the corporate world and you know, all sorts of settings. So our hope is that we can create resources and have conversations around so much more. Yeah. And we say it, we say it in our intro, but we are not experts. We're just sharing our stories and experiences and pulling together real experts who are helping people and specifically moms uh, daily to navigate this, this journey. And then sharing stories and life experiences that hopefully others can relate to, um, smile and feel like they're in this with someone else who's also in this. Yes. I want to just create an environment where we can be. I keep saying that we've been doing, doing, doing our whole lives. If we can create a place and a space where we can just be, I will be happy. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. All right. Shall we say on that note, we'll see you for the next episode. See you later. I was thinking this was the way to go And you put up your puppet show I say cheers to life No, I'll be no good man's wife Just be me alone